Absolutely. Multiple times. Um, every time, you know, I, I get stuck in Colorado <laughs> or something like that, or it gets stuck somewhere. Um, absolutely. I've thought that before, or, you know, if payments, you know, if you're not managing properly, or, you know, if the loads aren't that great, if the gas is super high and the rates aren't matching the gas, you know, it's been several times where it's like, a, well, you know, is this, is this all worth it? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do, you know, at this point? Because, you know, hey, if the load is, I don't know, paying 1800 bucks, but my gas is, you know, $1,200, <laughs> like, does it match? Is it worth it to be out on the road? And then I know I have to do maybe three, four more of these this week. And if I don't get those loads, the money's not right and I can't make my payments. So it's it's one of those things where it's a revolving door and it's the endless loop, sadly enough. But if you just keep adding more and you keep the course, things will work out. But absolutely wholeheartedly, I've had a couple different times where I was like, okay, you know what? I don't know if we're going to make this month. Like, because everyone doesn't work in, in unison. The dispatchers, the brokers, the shippers, everyone isn't uh, out for your best interest. They're out for self. So as long as you know that, you know, it's a, what do, what do they call it? It's a dog-eat-dog kind of business. For Jackie Blaine, if the glass is half full, it's overflowing. Her positive and can-do attitude has guided her throughout her life and led her into and out of all types of business ventures. Listen to how Jackie went from driving a public transportation bus in downtown Chicago to a successful transportation company today on the Founders Pod. The Founders Podcast. Listen to the stories of how everyday extraordinary people start amazing businesses. Hear how they overcome the odds and find success in the entrepreneurial world. The up and down, the good and the bad, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Jordan Hansen and Brandon Minard. Hello and welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Founders Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Jordan Hansen. Jordan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you, Brandon? Good. Uh, excited to get into this uh, story with our guest today. The person that is joining us on our podcast is a really incredible woman. I've known her a short amount of time, but I've been really impressed with her. Um, her name is Jackie Blaine, and Jackie, just to give a, a little bit of an intro about her, Jackie owns two transportation companies, uh, Blaine Logistics, doing cargo van uh, transportation services, and then national trucking services with a different type of vehicle and box trucks. Uh, that's her and her business partner. And Jackie has a huge following on social media. I would consider her a, an influencer of type on the different um, platforms that are out there, but we're excited to listen to her story, what she's been through and what she's done and uh, who she is. And But without further ado, Jackie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. 
Yeah. So a uh, quick intro on Jackie. So the way we met her was through United Commercial Insurance. And it's really funny because we worked with Jackie to get her a quote on Blaine Logistics. And what happened was about that time, um, she posted a video on TikTok and just, I think just put our name and phone number and put like United Commercial Insurance or call Elaine with a phone number, right? And the minute she posted that, we got like tons of calls <laughs> coming into our <laughs> office and all these people saying, hey, I heard about you guys. I need to get insurance. I need to get insurance. And at one point I was like, what, what is going on? Like, what has changed? Like, why, why are there so many people calling? And somebody said, oh, Jackie posted our name and number on TikTok. And so like every time Jackie posts something about us, it's like pressing a button. We'll get like 20 calls or quotes and stuff. So he has an incredible following, very loyal following on TikTok. So pretty amazing there. But that's how... That's how we got to know Jackie, and it's been a, a cool relationship ever since. She's um, posted other uh, videos about our site or about our services and insurance, and she's she's a pretty interesting woman. But so, anyway, Jackie, just to get started. Um, if you wouldn't mind going into, we'd like to let our listeners know, as if they don't know anything about trucking, anything about transportation. What is it that you do in Blaine Logistics, what that company is, what you do for Blaine Logistics and National Trucking Services, and what those companies are, and, and what do you do for those companies? Well, um, I literally run every aspect of the company when it comes to um, setting up um, to actually operating, because I'm also behind the wheel. I've you know literally gone everywhere. I definitely, you know, have firsthand choice in the the loads that we're getting, the bills, anything having to do with this company or that company running, I literally handle. I'm like a one-stop shop. I'm a Jackie of all trades, so to say, um, which yeah. is good, but it's not good also. So don't do this. <laughs> don't do what I do. Do what I say do. Um, but I definitely run every part of the business. Um, there's nothing that goes on in it that I don't know about. Um, so and it's so kind of like maybe, I micromanage it. Okay. Maybe describe what a, a cargo van logistics company does. What services? So, so basically the cargo van itself is kind of somewhat of a baby box truck, a baby truck, so to say. So anything that does not fit wholeheartedly onto the larger truck um, or if something gets left behind, it's up to the cargo van to expedite these services. So we can go and pick up, you know, a small load. It could be, you know, as little as, you know, um, a very small ring box. But it could be something as large as um, as a refrigerator or or bigger even. So whatever can fit inside, you know, of a cargo van and we can get it there expeditiously because we don't you know, we're not garnered to the same things that, you know, like the box truck and the semi truck are, you know, as far as like ELD hours. So we can literally run all night long. 
as to where, you know, everybody else has to stop at wait stations. Everybody else has to have, you know, a certain amount of hours. We don't have any of that. We're wide open. So the cargo van business um, technically is, you know, uh, is a great way to enter into the transportation community. Okay. No, that makes perfect sense. So cargo van, box truck, semi, and larger is sort of how mm -hmm. it stepped up. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, why don't we go back and discuss a little bit about where you came from. So where are you from originally? Um, I'm originally from Chicago. Gotcha. Yes. And, born, um, and, born and raised. Born and raised in Chicago. And uh, your family, what, like, what was your family life growing up? Did your mom and dad, did they have, were they involved in logistics as well and trucking or any sort of transportation or what, what did they do? No, actually, um, neither one of my parents were uh, involved in transportation, so to say. My mom, she was a nurse. Uh, my dad, he was uh, a mechanic. And, you know, that's that's pretty much all they did, you know, their entire lives. That's, that's the only thing they've done. Um, my mother, she did also have, like, you know, a hand, like, off into real estate. We owned our family building, you know, eight, like, eight multi-unit family building. But aside from that, no, never did anything with transportation. I didn't get into transportation until maybe I was in maybe my 20s. Um, I know I said before I was 21, but, you know, hey, just walk with me. So, um, like, around the age of 20, um, my brother-in-law, actually, he came from a family who owned a couple state farms. And so they got off into the trucking transportation industry themselves some kind of way. And well, they had a business with Menards and so a group of box trucks and like some flatbed trucks. And so that was like my entry into the transportation business. And so we ran that family owned operated thing, I'll say, uh, for quite some time with Menards out in uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois. And so that was where my jump start into the transportation industry started at. And it just flourished from there. Um. What type of jobs did you have growing up? Oh, my gosh. Well, my very, very first job, oh, it was um, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> nice. I, work, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Um, 15 years old out in uh, Westmont, Illinois. I'll never forget it. Um, it. It was it was something else. And then from there, once I got a little older, you know, I dabbled off into uh, sales. And so I was into uh, AT&T. That was, I don't know if we can say that, but uh, I worked for them for quite some time and in sales, that was, that was my thing. And then one day I just jumped up. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this stuff. I'm tired of people, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's, let's do something else. And so um, I started working at CTA. So I was a CTA uh, bus driver. That's a Chicago Transit Authority. Oh, so, well, that, that's a complete yeah. switch. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of trying to, you know, get people to do this. Look, I just want something simple. Pick them up, drop them off, kick them off the bus. I'm done, you know? Yeah, this <laughs> is interesting sure to me. Because you say you were sick of people and you're like, I know. <laughs> Let's go drive a bus, a public transportation, yeah. and have people like <laughs> hundreds of people, people every day. Right. <laughs> right. But that was totally different, though, you know? 
totally have to, different. Like, it's to like, I don't, I don't have to individually talk to them. The, the most I get out of those people are, Hey, where's this? Or where's soldier field? Where's the shed aquarium? You know, where's the bean at outside of that? Hi and bye. And that's it. See, so. I think you would be an incredible saleswoman. I mean, you were probably very good at doing <laughs> AT&T. I'm, I'm sure they were sad to see you go, but, you know, I can see getting tired yes. of that. But, I mean, you would be a wonderful person to have as a company in sales. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, you, you, you guys hire him? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no, wait, when you're driving a bus, don't, you don't need a CDL to drive a bus in Chicago? Oh, no, you absolutely do. Yes, oh, you do. Okay. So I do have my CDL. Yes. Um, they, they taught me, actually, um, they have one of the best training ever, you know, like literally. Um, matter of fact, I believe they have it uh, the best in, you know, in the States themselves. Um, it, it comes highly recommended. And essentially, you know, if I were to apply in another state, they would hire me spot on. Mm. because yeah. of the training they, that is, you know, implemented into their services. So. Gotcha. Now, were you, um, did you like it? I mean, compare oh AT&T to did. CTA. Loved you loved it. I, I actually loved it. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, it got to a place I, I did drive the articulated one. So like the one with the little bungee cord in the middle. Um, and it got to the place where it was like driving a Volkswagen Beetle. Like, like Easy. whipping it, like it was insane because it, it it became something that I knew, you know, front and back. And my whole thing was, you know, hey, uh, work it, get through the crowd. And I was always downtown Chicago. So, you oh, know, wow. I had to focus on bikes, walking people, dogs, and, you know, just anything that could just happen. And Chicago doesn't have the best drivers ever. <clears throat> so <laughs> there that goes. That's funny. But yes, absolutely loved it. So question about growing up. I mean, when you were growing up, did your mom ever say, look, you need to go into health or your dad? Did they ever give you direction on what they thought you should do and kind of mold you into an area that they wanted you to go into? Absolutely. Um, so my mother, she used to pressure me uh, into go, you know, into uh, the health field. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, she was like, she used to look at my hands and she'd be like, you know, you've got useless hands. She's like, they're, they're so little. Like, what are you going to do with those? You know, she's like, you know what? They're, they're perfect for the hospital. That's about all you're good for. And that's it. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? You might be right. <laughs> so um, I initially, what I went to school for was uh, pharmaceuticals. So I wanted to be a pharmacist. I and then I was going to die off of little hands. Yeah, kind of exactly. Because like, the, the little pills, you know, so yeah. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it'll work. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. So I did try it out. I did go um, for quite some time. But at the time, you know, school was like 40 something thousand a year. And I just got to a place where I was, I was like, you know what, I can make a whole lot of money doing something else. <laughs> and so I never went back to it. So boom, there that went. <laughs> yeah. And then did your dad ever say, oh, do whatever you want? Um, my dad, really, um, he thought that I should just get married. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Have a bunch of kids like like his mom did, you know, yeah. and that was it. 
He, he's, you know, uh, one of those guys. <laughs> Wife should be at home. So yeah. him and me now with me driving the truck, he's like, let me know when you're on the road. That's his stance. Just let oh. me know when you're out there so I can get the hell off the road. And that's <laughs> Is that what he said? All the driving you've yeah. done, he still doesn't trust you, huh? Yep. Nope. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> I, mean, I can imagine him driving downtown Chicago and see you driving by in a big bus in a city bus with two like sections of it. And he's just, absolutely. Know, that's funny. Um, okay. So cool. So you're doing bus driving and then how long did you do that for? Um, I did that for about three years. Um, what made me get out of it? Uh, COVID, uh, I caught COVID, uh, maybe three times working. And there was the, the protection, it wasn't there and, you know, the ventilation and et cetera. I just kept getting sick. And I'm like, you know what? I, I got to go. I can't do this anymore. I have to be somewhere where it's just me. So that's when I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start a cargo van business. And yeah, that, so that's where it pretty much came from. So that's so fascinating. What, what led to that decision? Um, the, I woke up this one day, uh, in particular, uh, I think it was like the last time I caught COVID and I was like, it has to be something else out here because like, I was tired of feeling the way that I was feeling. I wasn't sure if, you know, if my, my, the COVID this time was going to be the time. Um, and I was like, if I make it out of this, I'm not getting back in that seat. That's, that's literally like the hot seat. So it was a, it was truly, honestly, a life or death situation for me. And I'm like, you know what? I, I called and I spoke with uh, my union rep and I'm like, hey, you know what? I, I love it there. I love the garage that I worked out uh, out of. Uh, Kezi Garage was amazing. Um, all of my instructors, perfect. I, I even love my route. I loved um, seeing individuals every day that, you know, uh, I was taken back and forth to work. Um, but it just became a, you know, it's either you or me. And I, I chose me. And I'm like, well, I know the transportation industry. I know I can drive. I know, you know, if I'm on the bus for 15, 16 hours a day, I know I can get on the road and, you know, drive from Houston to, you know, I don't know, anywhere in the world, you know. I can go from Texas to Maine. I can go from Florida to, to Washington driving with no problem, you know? Um, and it just was like, it just made sense because it's like a, what can I do by myself? That's not going to have me subjected to a whole bunch of individuals in a small space. And that was it. I knew I couldn't work remotely. So best option was the cargo van business and yeah. thinking about it, like, you know, if you stopped and looked at things the way they were going at that time, everyone was getting everything, you know, delivered. So what does that tell you? Transportation industry never stopped. Everything else shut down. Everything else. So we need things back and forth throughout the states. You know, we were having problems with the PPP stuff, getting from here to there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gone. This is it. So that's how it happened. Were you married at the time? Yes. 
And your husband said, go for it. Yeah, I want my wife out on the road. <laughs> I mean, well, well, actually, <laughs> he was, um, he works um, at the post office. And so uh, he was like, you know what? This isn't a bad idea, but you're not leaving without me. <laughs> <laughs> and he quit. Did he? And well, came out he on the road. That's a huge change. I mean, working for the post office is as far as job security and benefits and, you know, yes. you're, you're sort of choosing that route, owning your own business, your own transportation business for somebody that doesn't know has a high turnover. I mean, transportation yeah. companies, trucking, box trucks, even expedite uh, companies typically have a high turnover and it's, it's somewhat risky. And so, it's a completely different mentality. Was that hard? I mean, you came from a city job doing bus driving. I mean, you were part of, I don't know if you are part of a union or a group of employees and then going out to being on your own, that's a different mentality altogether. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we had other businesses um, leading up to it. So we, we'd had a grocery store, we had a car lot. Um, we own real estate still to this day. so. It's not, you know, uh, the being an entrepreneur wasn't too far off. So, you know, we went in with the mentality, hey, you have to save, you know, four months of Vando. You have to save four months of insurance. You have to save four months worth of gas, um, four months worth of maintenance. You have to go in with these savings. You have to go in with the credit. You have to go in with the ability to carry on just in case, you know, this week doesn't, you know, add up properly. Things happen, so you have to be, you know, willing to go in with the the mentality that, hey, you know, I'm going to get through whatever comes my way, but be prepared for it because it's coming. So, Jackie, this is a huge life changing thing, like you said, and you went in. It sounds like you knew it was going to be hard. You and your husband both. You're like, okay, we know we're going to have to store up this, you know, pre preparation on those savings account insurance to make sure we're all good for that. I mean, what was your stress level going in there? Were you stressed or were you just like, okay, we know this is going to be hard, but we're prepared? I actually, um, I am a, if the glass is half full, it's overflowing type of individual, not the other way around. Like, oh my gosh, it's nothing is a big deal. As long as I'm not waking up dead, I am good. I'm not I sure I've heard that. of anybody waking up dead. <laughs> <laughs> they don't wake up then, right? That'd be a first, yeah, that'd be a first for me. Yeah, yeah but I can see so, it. I mean, you seem like you have a good attitude. You love the CTA, which to me doesn't sound, that sounds like a hard job, but you were like, yeah, I loved it. So it, it seems like you have a good attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm ready for war. <laughs> now, so, go ahead, Brandon. I, I have a question. You know, start, Starting that transportation, was it difficult to get into transportation? Was it difficult to go out and secure the equipment and get the registration and know the rules and the ins and outs? Was that a hard process? Um, actually, no, it, it, it truly honestly wasn't. Um, I'm very savvy on uh, Google. <laughs> so um, I let my fingers do a lot of the walking for me. And so um, my first stop, um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, hey, what do I need? 
And so I Googled that and then I started seeing, you know, the DOT and I saw the MC stuff. And then I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to make that process easier? Because I knew from, you know, previous businesses, you know, one wrong number, uh, one wrong answer can screw your paperwork up. So I'm like, okay, no, I need somebody else to do this for me. So then I'm like, okay, well, it has to be a company out there that's going to do the paperwork for me. So I found that. And so that's how I ended up finding transportation comp service. And so when I, you know, dialed in and the first person that I spoke with, they were like, okay, well, hey, we're going to get you right on over to the right department. And Caleb answers the phone. And he just had this this voice, like this uh, voice of reassurance. And he let me know everything that the company did. And it just all worked out. And it all made sense. Everything it is that he said, he didn't scare me off. Um, I wasn't necessarily ready to start that day. We actually probably talked multiple times um, within a six-month period. Because at that point in time, I was building up. I was making sure I knew every aspect of the business before just jumping in. And so um, I learned everything from him. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. So I started my paperwork. And my next step was to go purchase the van. You know, and then I'm like, all right, well, before purchasing the van, I want to get a quote on my insurance. And I'm like, hey, Caleb. Who can I call? He's like, well, I got this company, you know, our, our brother, our sister company. I'm like, okay, well, send them my way, you know? And that's how I ended up speaking with Lane. And oh my gosh, it was just amazing. Everything worked out. And, <clears throat> and then from that point, I went on and I, like literally like the next week, um, I thought about at first I said, well, maybe I'll just rent. But the it was just outrageous to rent. It wasn't for me. And I knew that because I did the research on it. So I'm like, okay, well, no, not going to rent. I'm going to go ahead and purchase. I'm going to finance. And so my next thing was, hey, since I already knew, you know, I had a uh, car lot before. I'm like, well, no, you know, let me purchase out of a state that doesn't have any sales tax. Let me purchase in a state that, you know, um, there that's typically lower. So I went to the neighboring Indiana and purchased my vehicle and it all worked out. And can I ask mm -hmm. a question? Jackie, did you say that you had a car lot? Yes. What? Like, how do we skip over this? Why? <laughs> when did you have a car lot and why? <laughs> so my, so my husband, uh, he, for whatever, in a reason, um, a while back, a couple years back, he's, and I should say this, he's 10 years older than me. Um, and so, he kind of somewhat, you know, had been a whole lot more places than I. He's an ex-Marine. So his his life um, was a bit different. And so he's always done entrepreneurial things outside of, you know, his base position, which was, you know, at the post office. And so he wanted a car lot. He wanted to sell cars. And I'm like, well, fine, let's roll with it. So we did that for maybe about seven, eight years. And then it just got to the place where he was bored with it. And yeah, just, just decided to do something different. And so we put more energy into the real estate side of the business. So Jackie also mentioned that 
you know, I heard that you owned a grocery store. <laughs> yes, we had a neighborhood grocery store. <laughs> but you have it still? You still have it? No, we don't have it anymore. Okay. Actually, it, it ended up not working out um, as great as we thought it would because it was more so in an area that um, that needed a full grocery store. So it was almost kind of somewhat in a food desert, if you will. And so it just got to the place where I'm like, okay, well, no, you know, the money it's we're making ends meet with it, but it wasn't making over the money that I thought it should. And so, you know, hey, you know, if you can't make more than, you know, a certain amount of profit, take your losses and move on to your next business. Don't give up. Don't stop. Go to the next thing. So that was that was how we ended up moving from this to this to this to this. So we're so, not afraid to, you know, not be extremely great at something, which is well, good for us. Yeah. And it sounds like you're not afraid of jumping in and trying something and, and that you're used to at least going into an area that you don't have a lot of experience in prior to right. entering that area. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not are afraid other, of it at all. Are there any businesses we're missing here? Like we got a car lot. We got a grocery store what else are there some um, other ones here that you need to bring up oh, property management. Um, oh, yeah, real not, estate yep right yeah real estate yeah i'm definitely in the real estate well i'm still in the real estate hardcore <laughs> that i'm in definitely so that um that's not going anywhere what type of real estate is it residential or commercial or what type uh actually both uh so residential and then it's like uh, we do like commercial uh corporate leasing as well so yeah we're kind of all over the place <laughs> so yeah with that as well uh that's actually me and my business partner but okay. me and my husband we own our own um units as well so we do rental with them with my husband but with my business partner we do a uh, corporate leasing um, we do regular sales as well. So, so um, business owner extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, I can play. <laughs> Actually, I'm getting tired just listening I, to all these businesses. I don't do all this. I, I tell people all the time, like, and and it's not to crack any jokes or anything, um, but I, it's like I have ADHD of business. I'll say, it's like <laughs> hyperactive business. Like, it's I don't know. It's I can't describe it. It's um, it's fun. It's a challenge. Yeah. Keeps me going, I guess. Uh, one thing I want to jump into. I'm not sure when this started, but Jackie, you have a fairly large following on social media. Mm -hmm. And where did that start? How did that start? What got and you why? into it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually started to post uh, simply because it was like, I'm like, well, it has to be another dummy out there like me. So um, it has to be somebody out here that's tired of working their nine to five. And now they want to go work 24 seven for themselves. <laughs> like you idiot, what is wrong with you? But it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, um, I had to present it where I'm like, okay, well, it has to be somebody out here that could be about to make a mistake. And if I put this information out here, if I let them know, then they're not gonna do what I did, hopefully. And they'll see it and they'll plan accordingly and go from there. Did you start it posting, did you start posting when you got into transportation or prior? 
Um, no, I started posting when I got into it. Um, like literally, mm, like as soon as I started talking to Caleb, that's when I started posting. Oh, so you weren't posting on the Chicago City Transit bus, kind of driving down the road, posting? Nope. No, no. Mm-hmm. That could have been good, though. I think. Missed yeah, out it really could have been, there. but I probably yeah. also would have got fired. Yeah. <laughs> they have strict cell phone policies. <laughs> well, you know, your following is really ticked up in a short amount of time. Yes, yes, it did. Um, and I, I, I'm actually really thankful for it. I'm actually kind of shocked at it too. But it's like helping people. You know, I don't mind it. I talk to everybody, anybody DM me. Sometimes, you know, um, like I have probably about a good maybe 15 close individuals that I still speak to, like literally, if not every day or, you know, twice a week um, that are in the business that weren't in the business until they saw my TikToks. Hmm. So you influence them, just you and your TikTok really influence them. Absolutely. So I'm curious, um, did you have the goal to grow it? Or this sounds like I just want to post stuff to see if maybe this can help someone else. Um, I just really just posted to see if it could help somebody else because it's like, you know, there's a lot of uh, gatekeepers out here. Uh, I mean, why walk around all this information and not share it? Now, like we said, I mean, and just so everyone knows, we're going to talk about this at the end, but her TikTok is JB da bougie trucker and that's j b d a b o u g i e trucker at on tiktok and it's about fifteen thousand right now which isn't small at all that's a big and as brandon said very engaged at the fact that when she posted about you and you got a bunch of phone calls brandon that means that these these viewers or followers they're called followers right followers yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the followers the subscribers yes uh-huh all of those people they're <laughs> engaged in your in your content uh, what's your secret? How did you get to 15,000? It's been two, I mean, since COVID, so that means probably about two years. Um, being authentic. Authentic. Okay. That's just the key. Just be authentic and you'll get a bunch of followers. Authentic, um, engaging, talk yeah. back, you know, yeah. that, that goes a long way, you know? Um, and of course, you know, your, your on-screen presence, it probably would be more, if I were more engaged, but I also, you know, I have a lot of stuff going on and I, I do a lot of off, off TikTok things. Um, and so it's kind of like a, I'm living a double life, if you will. <laughs> it's, you know, either my social media or, you know, my real life and my social media can take over. Because the people from social media actually end up making it into my real life because I feel like I have to help them. Mm. They come to me with these problems and I feel like I have to help. Got it. So Uh, so I have a question about social media. You you said that you're on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all the different platforms, LinkedIn. (laughs) Between TikTok and YouTube, there seems to be really strong opinions on one or the other. And we had somebody come on that was sort of a YouTube influencer and spoke about YouTube's different. TikTok's sort of a meme culture, like a meme in video. What are your thoughts about that platform? And, you know, you've used it really well, but you've also used YouTube. Do you have a preference? Does it matter to you either way? Um, Actually, uh, I feel as though uh, 
YouTube is for the more seasoned. I feel like um, it's for an older crowd. It's for a different type of person, for a more intellectual type of person, uh, YouTube is. Uh, TikTok is more um, one of those situations where, hey, you know what, I want to, I might want to go on here for a giggle. <laughs> um, people don't go on giggles, uh, go on YouTube for giggles. They go on YouTube for actual knowledge, actual um uh, there's some depth to it, I'll say. Um, but as to where TikTok is still so new that it's not taken seriously. Gotcha. It's okay. it's kind of somewhat the joke of social media, I'll say. But it's getting, I believe it's like getting uh, a huge snowball effect now. Like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger as it's going down the hill because it's like how much money you can make on TikTok how much um, presence you can have on TikTok. There, you know, there's all of these people that are trying to shut TikTok down, but, you know, it's also so many people that are trying to jump onto it. And so they're being, you know, um, influenced by that as well. So um, the, the type of influencer that's on TikTok is totally different. The culture is totally different than that of YouTube. Hmm. Do, you, do you get paid from TikTok? Um, I do get paid from TikTok. And is it different than the reimbursement rate for YouTube? You don't have to go any specific numbers. Absolutely. But is it better? You're saying it's a lot better? Different. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah. YouTube is better. TikTok doesn't pay very much is what you're saying? Yeah, TikTok is very, um... oh, that's what that is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. YouTube, it's like, uh, oh, right. YouTube's like big dog, I'll say. Oh, okay. And TikTok's just a lot smaller payments. It's like a there. surprise. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, I barely noticed that. Today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Now, you, you're, you're, so again, Brandon asked the question, which do you prefer? Um, honestly, I prefer YouTube. Hmm. However, I'm on TikTok more. TikTok is a little bit more easier. Yeah, a little more engaging. They do a really good job with their engagement. They make it easy to yes. just go, your UI is really easy and just go to the next video, so yeah. So from Absolutely. our experience, it is interesting. I, I've, I've definitely heard that YouTube pays a lot more, but we actually had someone post a video about our insurance services on YouTube and it was, it's different, right? It was like 30 minutes long. And the gentleman was a, was a trucker that got insurance through us. And he's a really nice guy and had a very large following and something like 40,000 people watched his video and we didn't get anybody call us for it. Wow. But yeah, and it's interesting. I'm not sure how many people watch your videos or watch your posts, but the posts that you've made, multiple people have called us. So from that small study sample or size. sample yeah. size it seemed like the engagement was much higher on the tiktok side than on the youtube side maybe that <laughs> could be wrong but i thought it was it was so stark in contrast what the experience that we had yeah um and and it's because there's a different type of people you know on on tiktok the people that are on tiktok are you know that of the younger more adventurous crowd um uh, or older and adventurous still, 
you know, willing to, to jump out there. Um, so it's, it's, it's a way different culture. I don't, why I have no clue. I can't, you know, figure it out. Maybe it's just because it's new, you know, maybe it's, you know, the, the people that used to love like MySpace. uh, TikTok is very MySpace. Got it. Now, I, I think it's, I mean, there's something to be said too. You did mention brand as a small sample size, but anyone who, when they go to see your TikTok, uh, Jackie, they'll know, I mean, it's super engaging. Your content is really funny or just easy to watch really quick to, you do a really good job sucking people in. And that could be part of the, I don't know, I don't know the other person you worked with, Brandon, but her content is just so good. It's just easy to really feel engaged with it. Give a talent I, there. That's, that's the, that's the overall goal. Um, and it's like, I don't, I don't like to put out content that is like, you know, uh, too pushy. I want it to be completely authentic. Everything that I say on my TikTok um, actually comes from, you know, me truly honestly believing in what I'm using. And so that goes a long way as well. Um, I'm not going to promote something that I don't believe in. I'm not going to promote something that I don't back up. So, you know, it's like, a, you know, if you if you just scroll through everything from insurance to, you know, different services, like I, I really use those services. Truly, honestly, there's nothing about it that I don't use. So and I think that's a huge part. Yeah, that makes sense. And that that, that goes back to the authenticity you were you were mentioning before. Now, Jackie, if you were to go back two years um, when you made this decision to start doing uh, with a cargo van and start doing trucking or transportation logistics, and if you had to choose, would you pick, I'm going to go full-time into TikTok and not do transportation, or I'm just going to do transportation? I mean, is there a world where you kind of wished you only did TikTok or not just TikTok, but social media? Mm, you know what? Uh, that's a tough question because both can be extremely lucrative, you know? Um, but it's like, you know, I ended up just trying to marry the two. They kind of and, work together. So, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's like, you know, okay, well, Hey, I'll start a vlog or I'll start this or I'll start that. And so it's like, you know, I, I just made the decision to do both. I want both of them, you know, not, not just one because it's, it's too hard. It's too hard just to pick one side because what what if I did do uh, just the social media side? What am I talk about? I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you, oh, I, I picked the kids don't up, you need a, up. And don't, don't you need a focus when you're posting on different platforms? I mean, you need an expertise in a way for people yeah. to be interested. And so it's like one goes with the other. I mean, Absolutely. there's those dancing videos, those dancing TikToks, right? Where you can just do okay. the dances. Yes. I guess there's okay, that. Okay, <laughs> so let me just start here. I'm probably the only black person in the world that has no rhythm, okay? No. Oh, come dancing, on, Jackie. Come on. Prove it. Prove it. Look, and just because you said that, I'm going to do a dance in TikTok now. And I'm going to be like, you know what? You were <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so question on, on where your future, where you want to go with both transportation and, and social media, do you have a plan on how far you want to take either, how far you want to, how involved you want to be on both ends with the expedited? And it sounds like you're expanding into box trucks and growing that way. What's your plan with Blaine Logistics and the other transportation company that you're running? 
Um, so with the uh, social media aspect, I absolutely um, plan on doing a lot more. I've just restructured kind of somewhat everything now. Um, and I'm, I'm looking into, you know, hiring branding manager, um, someone that can also assist me with the process because it does take a lot of time and a lot of mental uh, capacity <laughs> capabilities there um, in order to run, you know, all the businesses that I'm running and do social media. So I need a little bit of assistance there. So I am going to go and, you know, do those sorts of things. So I will be coming out or will be, you know, having more of an online presence um, live wise, because that right there is huge. Your lives um, can definitely catapult your, your followers. Uh, and it does help majorly with engagement uh, also. So I do want to do more with that. Absolutely. Um, I have a couple other podcasts. I have a couple seminars coming up with other individuals that I actually met on TikTok and they have huge followings and, you know, well, you know, way bigger than mine, but they would love me to, you know, be on the show because, you know, hey, it, it's all about, um, you know, a, a different point of view. And so, yes, I'm definitely going to go further with my social media. And um, as far as my businesses go, uh, yes, uh, I'm definitely expanding. Uh, currently, I'm looking for a couple more trucks now. Um, so initially, you know, it started out, well, hey, I, I'm going to try to, you know, just have maybe one or two and then, you know, add a couple more in a couple months. But no, we're at the point now where, hey, no, we're going to add two more trucks next week. Um, and then after those two more trucks, the next month, we're going to try to roll out maybe two more trucks. So adding consistently every couple months, more and more trucks to the point where, you know, we're full on uh, fleet. So um, definitely trying to grow into uh, something way bigger than I ever even imagined. Awesome. Did in your experience with the transportation companies, was there ever a moment where you thought it may not work? Absolutely. Multiple times. Um, every time, you know, I, I get stuck in Colorado <laughs> or something like that, or it gets stuck somewhere. Um, absolutely. I've thought that before. Or, you know, if payments, you know, if you're not managing properly or, you know, if the loads aren't that great, if the gas is super high and the rates aren't matching the gas. You know, it's been several times where it's like, a, well, you know, is this is this all worth it? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do, you know, at this point? Because, you know, hey, if the load is, I don't know, paying eighteen hundred bucks, but my gas is, you know, twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> like, d does it match? Is it worth it to be out on the road? And then I know I have to do maybe three, four more of these this week. And if I don't get those loads, the money's not right and I can't make my payments. So it's it's one of those things where it's a revolving door um, and, you know, it's the endless loop, sadly enough. But, you know, if you just keep adding more and you keep the course, things will work out. But absolutely wholeheartedly, I've had a couple different times where I was like, OK, you know what? I don't know if we're going to make this month yeah. like. 
because everyone doesn't work in in unison. You know, the the dispatchers, the brokers, the shippers, everyone isn't uh, out for your best interest. They're out for self. So as long as you know that, you know, it's a what, what do they call it? It's a dog eat dog kind of business. Has your husband liked it? Uh, well, my husband's at home now. <laughs> I ran him out the truck. <laughs> oh, did you? So he's not driving anymore? <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh, I'll stay at home. I'll, I'll help out with the loads. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he helps organize, like call and yeah. coordinate. Uh, exactly. That's funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I'm out of here. Deuces. <laughs> funny. Jackie, so question. I'll be watching football. <laughs> yeah. Question, you mentioned before we, we started recording, what do you listen to when you're driving? If you have a long trip, you know, one of the things that Jordan and I talk about, we love podcasts and books on, and stories and different things. And you have a lot of time to be by yourself driving in the car. What do you listen to? <laughs> Is this a trick answer? <laughs> <laughs> we need everyone to, it's going to be documented, Jackie, what you yeah, said before. Need to know. Everyone need needs to know. To know. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm probably the worst for worst uh, podcaster ever in the seat. Um, I actually listen to absolutely nothing, nothing at all. Silence, all the way through. Silence, all the way through. It's it's me and my my lawyer in my head. Um, it's me and my therapist in my head. Uh, I, I literally listen to nothing, but you know, I, I check out the views. Um, I've been some amazing places. I've seen some amazing things and I just keep my eyes on that, um, wholeheartedly. That's funny. That's so funny. Cause the, one of the best things I enjoy about long drives are the things I can listen to. Like if I'm in my head too long, it'll just, I'll end up just swerving off the road. <laughs> Crazy, no. Well, that's my. I use the truck as my office space. That's yeah. that's my office. Um, you know, be it you know, and I change many hats. That you know, sometimes you know, I'm a mom. Sometimes um, I'm a wife. <laughs> sometimes I'm a friend. Sometimes you know, I'm a coworker. Um, so it's just you know, and sometimes I'm a businesswoman. Actually, all the time. But it's it's that space it's a comfort space it's my zone so when i'm actually out on the road i am completely free but when i come home it's straight pandemonium like all hell breaks loose totally different my lifestyle is in shambles when i come home because now i have to do this i have to do that you know the dogs have to go here the dogs have to go there my one dog comes out on the road with me my other dog cannot too heavy i can't even fathom but it's like you know it's it's a lot so i don't know yeah i like silence <laughs> yeah this is crazy uh, yeah this is crazy um a couple questions for you moving forward so the idea is to continue to grow your transportation companies and, and take over the world there and i think that's amazing mm -hmm. if you were to look back on your life so far what would you do differently what would you have would you have taken a different route? Would you have made a different choice? What would you have done differently? Um, I don't think I would have done anything differently. I think I would have wanted to have done it sooner. Um, if anything, I would have wanted to start this sooner. I would have been a heck of a lot farther. Um, 
I'd be like, you know, a, some huge corporation, you know, at this point, if I had started then. So if I knew then what I know now, I would definitely have been in the transportation industry. Yeah. Um, question again. So if some young promising entrepreneurial woman or, or anybody coming up the ranks and looks at Jackie and says, really, you know, I want to do what Jackie does. I really want to be like her. What advice do you have for them? Think and do it. That's the right only in thing. Silence. Yeah. In silence. Don't in listen silence. to anything in the car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right in silence. <laughs> have those have those daily meetings with yourself. Absolutely. Uh, what Cycle do you mean? Think, what, what do you mean? Think and do. Explain that a little bit. Um, because a lot of people, you know, they they think that they can do something and they never do anything about it. They just think about it, think about it, think about it. No, you have to actually do it. A lot of people lack that, unfortunately. Um, you know, they'll they'll watch people on social media and they'll want to be just like them, but <clears throat> they just won't pull the trigger. They will not go the extra mile. Um, they will think it's super easy when it's not. Um, and they just won't, you know, take the initiative to do the research. They won't take the initiative to, um, you know, get quotes and do the things that are proper when you're starting a business. They don't have a plan. So, you know, think about everything first and then actually do it. I love it. A lot of good, strong advice to just take action, right? But not just take action. You were kind of the dual, you know, think yeah. first, but but make sure you take action as well. Jackie, I really, it's been a great time. I really appreciate having you on and we just want to uh, take you out again. This has been Jackie Blaine and you can find her on TikTok, JD, or sorry, JB, Jackie Blaine, J-B-D-A, Bougie, B-O-U-G-I-E, Trucker. That's her TikTok. And you can also find her Linktree, which is linktr.ee slash jb.bougietrucker. And you can find all of her information. She has a bunch of really cool information and uh, you know, like we talked about here, her TikTok is great. It's really funny and engaging. She does a really good job, so you should definitely check it out. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Founders Podcast. Be sure to follow the host on Twitter. Search at Jord B. Hansen and at Brandon Minot to discuss more. Also, be sure to visit thefounderspod.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.